Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese. I'm joined once again by Mikey. And, well, are we ready to talk about it? But I think that was the right time. But oh, only just. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, all all three of you who listen to the podcast will know that uh, Wales... Two, and two of us about you. Yeah. Listen to <laughs> Uh, we'll be aware that uh, we were dumped out of the Rugby World Cup at the quarter-final stage by Argentina. Unceremoniously. Who, yeah, but first of all, Argentina deserve our congratulations there. Absolutely. They've, be, I think, upped their game from where they were in the pool stages. Definitely, and it needs a bit of weight to um, what Augustin Pichot was saying, that um, they were only at 60% in the pool stages, which yeah. I don't... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it might have been bullshit, but in yeah. hindsight, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. No, he was. I mean, uh, there's there's probably few who are closer to the Argentina squad than Augustin Pichot. I mean, yeah. but um, he surely has his finger on the pulse when it comes to matters Argentinian rugby. Uh, we were watching in the Mad Dog Bar and Brewery in Cardiff, weren't we? We were, and it was a lovely little establishment. Yeah, fair play. Um, mm. With a seat right by the big screen. Uh, oh, we did. Of- Homebrewed beers on tap, a wide range of stuff, mm. and they they actually uh, they bring you burgers from a burger place around the corner as well. What a nice little setup that is, like, isn't yeah. it? So they've they've got it spot on there. Racking cheaper than walkabout as well. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although we did have to side eye the uh, silent disco to sort of uh, set off <laughs> from the from the bar. Yeah, that was um that was a peculiar one. Yeah, two o'clock silent disco. Good on him, I see. <laughs> But yeah, um, could you say that Wales are maybe a bit guilty of having more than one eye on the semi-final, maybe? I think we were all um, thinking this would be a foregone conclusion, really. Yeah, and, you know, not to be blamed for thinking that, because, like, you know, top in the pool, you're on a roll, you, you, you do, you're doing all right, Jim, you, you're wading into the to the knockout rounds uh, with, with some gusto and some glee. And, you know, not that it was a less than difficult pool to get out of. I mean, there were some potential banana skins. Yeah. I mean, um, Wales are only a a slip pass away from losing to Fiji. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Fiji game was probably the one that I I was dreading the most, I think, of the lot. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like the world has turned a little bit after the pool stage, doesn't it? And then all of a sudden, we're back to where we started with <laughs> New Zealand, South Africa, England, and yeah, Argentina in the semis. <laughs> and I, I keep, when I, I think about this, I keep drawing back to the statement Ian Forte made earlier on, uh, maybe even sort of like in the, the, the first few days, even maybe, maybe slightly pre-tournament, um, about what he would do different in the last... Tournament, mm, I and I think I might have, might have brought, brought brought this up previously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lost the first game. Now, <laughs> how many other Southern Hemisphere teams lost that first game? Well, here we go. This has been this is, this is one <laughs> massive ploy by those down south, giving us a right old telling off for going right. You beat us in our first game. You won't get to the last game. How do you explain uh, Australia? Eddie Jones. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. The, the, the factor was a massive contribution there. Uh, and they, was, it, was it last weekend? I was, was it maybe this week that he returned to Australia? And um, there's, a, there's a, an announcement or a statement coming on his future 
shortly. I can't what I could have got. Yeah. Really? I nah. I don't know. I'm I I very much sit on the fence with a lot of rugby matters, and I'm definitely on the fence with this one. There's definitely um probably is he's definitely got his fans and he's definitely got his sort of uh, mob yeah on on the hunt for him like but um yeah i think they've got i, th- I think they're in a bit of a, a sticky old situation yeah. i think they're gonna have to stick with him it's weird they can't do a wales and bring back former coach uh dave rennie in this case isn't it um yeah and I just I don't suppose there's a lot of coaches knocking about. I mean, um, Fiji's nope. head coach uh, resigned um, today to say he wants to spend more time with his family, so you're not going to get him. Who Fiji uh, head coach? Yeah. No. Yeah. Simon yeah. Rowley. Yeah. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and like there's there's rumblings that maybe Gatlin gets moved to a director of rugby role with a coaching staff sitting beneath him. Um, I I don't know about mm, well. Uh, and this is something else I've been I've been musing about as well because like he does have a get out of jail for the want of a better word clause in his mm. contract, but mm. I, I I don't think he's that way inclined. Like he's been brought back for a purpose, and it wasn't just for this World Cup; it's through to the next, mm. you know, initially. But like you said, there's not a lot of options around. There's options opportunities for development, mm. but. Is that what you want? Is it as a nation, as a as a union, to bring someone in to develop? I mean, what what Wales really want going forward is in four years' time to have identified Gatland 2.0. Well, a bit more than a bit, because um, we are going to maybe think about the aftermath a little later on in the pod. We didn't do our notes today, did we? We've got, we've gone straight into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there, there is a there's going to be a little bit on that later. But more specifically about the game. Yeah. At what point did the wheels come off for you? Um, the to the second line out in the attacking yeah. position. Yeah. This was the same for me, man. I was a bit like shit. <laughs> once, <laughs> once, once, once you can think, maybe you're right. Okay. Yeah. It hasn't quite the second time become too much, and again, this is something I've been been thinking about more and more. Um, Adam Beard's about seven foot taller than. Uh, Adam Aaron Wainwright and got a much greater reach. So clearly, uh, Elias was more comfortable throwing higher, and it yeah, showed we, in the we lineups. We, yeah, we didn't seem to be getting Wainwright up high enough, did we? Like, a I'm not sure times. if it, I'm not sure if it was the jump. Mm. I, I, as as the thrower, mm. your throw has to the throw has to suit the jumper. Mm-hmm. Not every jumper is going to be able to get twelve foot near. Yeah, of course. Baron Beard can stretch to twelve foot in here without getting off the ground, pretty much. <laughs> and um, but Wainwright's much a different jumper. Same with Aaron um, uh, Jack Morgan. Same with Will Rollins. Yeah. Whether they are standing further forward in the lineup, which makes the jump and the connection with the throw more achievable. Mm. And Wainwright was sitting quite far back in the lineout, uh, so you're you're already over that sort of like you've got to throw so high. To to get there and to go low and hard gives the defending line out opportunity to come in mm-hmm. short and sharp as well. So, like, oh, um, <clears throat> it's, it's it's a matter of functionality and, and functionality clearly wasn't it. And it did happen to work a lot better from the second half. 
Yeah, it didn't feel like it was Argentina disrupting really no, for a lot no. of it. Um, so you've been brave enough to watch the game back. I, I haven't yet. I just, I just can't. I'm, I'm sad. Um, <laughs> Cheer up, I, I remember thinking throughout the game, like the, the number of drop balls, and you, you contrast yes. that to like how snappy and slick we'd looked in the pool stages. It was almost like we were getting over a sickness bug or something. It was so leggy. And yeah, like there's been matters brought up surrounding the ball throughout the tournament. Now, with the old the old adage being, a good workman always blames a bad workman always blames his tools. Yeah, I don't see it myself. I mean, we played yeah, well no. with that ball throughout. Yeah, exactly. So, what's different now? Yeah, that that last game to the the four games previous. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the first half. I mean, we should have been. It should have been seventeen three, really. Really, uh, yeah. If we'd have capitalized, one of the like, if we'd have got a roll off just one of those lineouts, I think that would have yeah. made a big difference. And, and and you're in such an attacking position, you can organize a strike move off it. And yeah, like you know, you you've got to drive on from a line. And we've seen George North. How effective is George North? Yeah, in a short range strike move. Yeah, we I mean, couldn't get even... that Tompkins pop into North. No, no. game going. I was just going to say either the tongue is popped enough or bigger misman straight to north coming in on the angle. Mm. I mean, he's a frightening size. He's a frightening player to try and stop from five yards out. I mean, yeah. I mean, not even Levani Bottia would have much of a chance and he's probably mm. one of the best defending open sides in the world. I mean, who or what? You'd need three Levani Bottias just to put a finger on him. Yeah. And into the second half then, uh, Derry Lake was on from the get-go, wasn't he? Yeah, um, and I think Thomas Williams came on not too long after to score his uh, his, his sort of try. And maybe at that point, if oh, here we go, then the lineups yeah, functioning. Yeah, um, like Gareth Davis is having an off day, and yeah. fortunately Thomas Williams is having a, a decent day, at least on an individual level. But I think another thing in the backs that we talked about on the day was Zamit kicking ahead for himself. I think. Yeah, I think a few of us discussed that maybe it would have been better if. The player inside him was doing the chip at the head for Zamet to then chase. It, uh, in, in from that point, they like the 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 covering back player is already moving in that direction towards the touchline mm. to cover Zamet, who eventually gets the ball. And yeah. like I suppose, the closer you go to the touchline, you can try and use the touchline as an additional defender. Mm. But um, in the first instance, no issue with Zamet kicking. Yeah, but it was three times, wasn't it? I think, yeah, I, I say no issue. I I don't like wingers who kick in the other in the opposition half. I mean, there's a time and a place for wingers to kick, and it is not within the short range of the twenty-two. I had this issue with Halame Moss a few years ago as well. The, the other thing is, I think, like especially on these pitches, the in goal area is so short. I mean, these yeah. are pros; they'll know that. But like oh, the, the ball has been going quite far because um, somebody kicked ahead at some point, and the ball went out over the dead ball line dinner as a scrum back an hour half. Yeah. At some point. Um and yeah, like I not to pick an in, but like everybody's talking about Dyer and Zamet getting together on the left wing towards the end and Zamet dies yeah. and, and doesn't quite make it. And if, if Dyer had gone a different way and if Zamet had gone a different way and all of this. Yeah, I think ah oh, it's it frustrates because you don't see as a as a yeah as, as a player looking at it, you 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 never reduce your space. You go 
you, mm. you look to go in and give the players around you better opportunity rather than try and yeah. you know, if you if you, if you head for the, towards the touchline, you're going to get marshaled in the touch by two or three players, which is. But I, I, was that policy? I don't know. Were they playing heads up? Potentially, were they blinkered? You know what I mean? Like you know, Dyer could quite possibly have seen himself as the hero at the moment. Yeah. I'm not sure if there was a player on the inside, but that player on the inside was covered well with defenders. Yeah, and but, we, but... We, we've hammered the point, haven't we, that um, Wales are a systems team, so like as soon as you're into sort of improvisational rugby, it can get a bit sketchy. You you, you can you, um, contrast that with New Zealand on the weekend for um, Will Jordan's try. Mm. Uh, I can't remember who set it up now, but um, he's come out and said, yeah, I just saw the gap and went, and I broke the that's system, the, basically, and so did Will difference. Jordan. Right. I think process only works until process fails. And then James Hook was great at it, right? There may be something on, there may be a setup out wide, pass it to 12, 12 loops round, gives it 13, da, 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 whatever. I don't know, I'm not a back, I'm a prop. I'm safe far away from that kind of business. Happy jumper and go forward. But like, um, you have to play an element of heads up as well because, because that's 50% of the game. You're playing what's in front of you and you can only play what's in front of you. You can't, engineer something that engineered to defeat something that isn't there and yeah the, the system with the, the personnel wales has got it works until you come up against somebody who's studied it well and then knows how to overcome it and so yeah. we we get to the point where it's almost like we we say to oppositions like this is what we're going to do yeah try and stop it um yeah and that was the absolute nail in the coffin there was when Argentina read that move off the back of the scrum where Coslo pops back inside and yeah. we get intercepted. Like that was a set piece move that had been read. And so... read, yeah. And I'm not a fan of it. I really am not a fan of this sort of like, you know, lots of little things, go, lots of movement and action going on in a small space. Yes, it looks confusing to a lesser team. Argentina mm. proved they were good enough and they've been playing against better opposition year on year with, yeah. between Argentina and uh, between Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. So they're going to be well trained and come up against something yeah. ultimately, which is very process driven. No, however, however, sorry, go on, go on, go on. Um, it's not the first time that's happened with Costello. Um, wasn't it... Uh, a bit of a balls up with um, Johnny Williams in the South Africa game, which ended up with Peter Steff galloping off and then handing oh, over to Jesse Creel under the yeah, sticks. Yeah, I mean, God, he's so young. Like, that's a different game if Hans Coombs coming off the bench. Yeah. And as you which, say, man, like, it's, it may be a 2027 project and possibly Costello gets it, but right now he's still a bit of a high risk player. Hence why I, I, I in, in, no, Hindsight's a wonderful tool, mm. and on reflection, I really do think Owen Williams was the better option. I think he was he'd been wide have gone with, especially the way we play, particularly in that game, in that instance, where mm. um, bigger had to go to twelve when Tompkins had the HIA. Oh yeah, and yeah. Um, if Owen no, Owen Williams is has been capped internationally at twelve. Yeah. So like he's definitely more astute, and like you know the narrative before the World Cup have been with Gatland and players playing in a variety of positions to cover all eventualities, but we didn't see a lot of that. Mm. We only seen that when it came to the disruption in the back row. We hadn't seen a lot of uh, Wayne Wright at eight. We hadn't seen a lot of Jack Morgan at six. We hadn't 
seen a lot of Chunzer in the back row. That backfired, I think, the back row selection. Yeah. I, I think Wainwright and Morgan were playing so well at six and seven. We we were maybe a bash him away from a more balanced back row rather than jigging everyone around. I don't know if he was unavailable or whatever, but... Maybe he had a bit of a telling off about going rogue and uh, trying to pick on three Georgians at once. Possibly. But yeah, um, just because I, I imagine our listeners want to hear your thoughts on it, Mikey, uh, the shoulder-on-head contact to Nick Tompkins that went unpunished. There was a little bit of me on side that really had a good giggle of the fact he looked like one of them wobbly-head little things you find in the fair, right? <laughs> However... Nobody wants to see that happen. And for it to go unsanctioned was an absolute disaster from a refereeing perspective. Jocko Piper wouldn't let that go. We've seen that previously where he was more than happy to uh, lay into Sebastian Barmahina, albeit four years ago. Mm-hmm. Jocko Piper doesn't take that kind of nonsense. Can't think of his name now. Um, shit. I, I, Carl, I, Carl, Carl Dixon. Yeah. Dixon. Um, <laughs> Clearly loves, clearly loves it because he was willing to let a lot of things go. Yeah. He, he had an opportunity to ping Lavanini for throwing Aaron Wayne right around like an empty tracksuit. I think that went missed. Um, the shoulder on Tompkins, that should have least gone to review. Similarly, so in our accuser bias, I think Adams was lucky not to get a card for his uh, yeah. shit I, I quite agree. Yeah. Um, I don't think I purposely missed that out, but I mean, we are probably... biased, but <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yes. but like the, the thing, as far as I'm concerned, it it is foul play yes. and it does override the um te- te- technicality infringement from previous. Whether or not it's a card, I don't know. There's there's maybe enough mitigation, but shit, man, I, that is I, a penalty. I, I don't see any mitigation on the basis that it looked rather reckless. Right. Yeah, you gotta know what your arms doing. Yeah, of course. And he went down, went in head down. Granted, right. Yeah. I don't want to mitigate it myself, but I, I personally thought, and and what put another nail in the coffin for me was Tompkins was forced off an HIA, and yeah. everyone yeah. is like, is is he's like, like the look on Tompkins' face oh, at that my, fight was, <laughs> and and bigger and yeah. Jack Morgan, yeah. and I think they need they needed to be bit more of a vociferous taunt from Jack Morgan to the referee. Put the re- I'm not saying put the referee, I am putting it actually, yeah, let's say it. Put the referee in his place. Call him out. Put a rhetorical question to the referee in, in, in such a way as to make him think otherwise. bit like what Sam Warburton, I know we kept comparing that with some players, um, did on the Lions tour, which drew the Lions series with New Zealand. You aren't going to be a prick about it you can ask a question in such a way that he makes the ref question his own thinking, which is very clever. And someone was very astute at doing that. And maybe it's something Jack Morgan needs to go on and learn off Sam Morgan just to be the captain who is the advocate for the team, the player and the wider squad and the coaching staff. Knock the mic off, but apologies, everybody. Yes, well spotted. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was on mute. I was doing some coughing and then uh, got distracted by uh, the next segment, uh, which is probably the worst segue we've ever done. Um, yeah, so 
as it stands in the semi-finals, Mikey, it's Argentina, New Zealand. Um, a word on that. I'm kind of glad we don't have to play New Zealand next year. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I think we were probably uh, three shandies too many before watching the New Zealand game. Uh, but, uh, I was home by that point. Yeah, that, that's something I want to go back and have another, have another look at because from, from memory, yeah, from memory, it looked absolutely biblical. I mean, we thought like, you know, that was the game of the weekend until France turned up. Yeah, and then uh, well, South Africa turned up, uh, and then France turned up again, and then South Africa turned it back up. It was and epic. Then, I think. Oh um, my god! How, how did you feel about uh, the South Africa calling the scrum from the mark? I didn't quite catch that. Oh right, man! I need to go back and look. I need to go back so, and have another yeah, look at that. At one point, um, yes, South Africa catch the ball in their own twenty-two and decide that they're going for the scrum from the mark. Which I didn't know you could do until this no, weekend. No, no, no. But you can. <laughs> and if you're I, was, com- I, I was just going to say, yeah, because like... You know, they, they, it's they a free kick, do basically. It. Yeah, I suppose you can choose a free kick at, at, at the scrum at a free kick option. Yeah. Which is fair and fine. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've never seen it before. I, I just, well, well, I thought that might have had you, uh, your, your engine purring there. Well, it, it will when I go back and have another look at it and maybe uh, squidge. If you're listening, Squidge, we'll do a, an explanation video on it, which I'm sure that would be a, a very interesting watch. Hell of a watch. Um, right then, quickly then, who's going to win out of New Zealand and Argentina? Argentina. Let's, let's make no odds about that. I mean, you wouldn't pay a mortgage on it, would you? No. Um, and other side of the draw, England, South Africa. Oh, they're going to win. Prison, prison, Jamie. Do you, do you think? I, I'm worried about it. England are gonna somebody pointed out earlier, I think it was probably Blood and Mud, it's my weekly Blood and Mud shout out. Um that Borfix created a siege mentality that doesn't exist. So he, he came out and yeah. said that nobody gave him a chance to get out of the pool. It's like nobody said that. <laughs> like you think about it was only a pool though, but no nobody in their right yeah, mind nah, said that England would get out of the pool. No, I mean and definitely not everybody. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of like sort of you know they pump in their own tires for the sake of pumping their own yeah. tires. Yeah, yeah. Um I, there's a little bit of me that thinks nah, shit they're on a roll now. Mm. Undefeated. That's the only thing they got, though. The fact <laughs> that they, but then the other teams. They're they, the only undefeated team left. It's just struck me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they might be the only undefeated team. They won't be the only undefeated team when it most matters. Well, here we go. Right. Uh, Mikey, question I ask you every week who's going to win the World Cup? <laughs> I can't wait for the final because it's going to be. I, I can't really pin it now to the mass. I'm gonna have, have to watch this semi-final now on the weekend, and 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 pick it after that because like, pick 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 a winner, right? Who out of New Zealand, and South Africa, right now? Yeah, I'm saying South Africa. Really? Yep. For devil's advocate, I'm I'm going for the seat of blackness. There we go. Great. I'm gonna do a little <laughs> surprise, uh, yes or no round for you, but I know you love oh, these. Oh. So assuming right that Wales play everybody else in the top 10 before the next World Cup, will we beat the following teams during that period, right? So before the next World Cup, yeah, yeah. will we beat the following teams at any point? So top of the rankings, South Africa. Will we beat them in the next four years? <laughs> oh, well, we've seen what Pivak did to them in South Africa, in South Africa itself, so yeah. I mean, if anything's really possible. Over the next four years... Considering that was South Africa's J side, um, I can't see it really. No, yeah, I, I think the same. Like I think we're going to be rebuilding quite hard here. Yeah. All right, in second place, New Zealand. 
Probably not either. You haven't done it for <laughs> 700, 752 years, so why start now? <laughs> Ireland. Yes. France. Yes, because the wheels are well and truly off there. Do you think? They, they, they won't care anymore. I mean, <laughs> They've given up on rugby. <laughs> sending Sean back to Wigan. <laughs> send him back to Wigan to buy a Cardiff and let's see if we can't, yeah. I don't yeah. know, wave a few shekels under his nose and um, oh, let him come in for a, a director of defence, maybe. Get England. The, get, the, get the band back together. <laughs> England. Yes. Scotland. Yes. Argentina. Fucking yes. Revenge. Venezuela. Uh, Australia. We can't. Well, could we beat? Oh, we, we've, got, we've got we've got a free test series in Australia in the summer. Yeah. All three nil. <laughs> and uh, Fiji. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Right, but uh, next up, it's the WXVs. Starting on Friday, WXV won. Good stuff. England, Australia. On Saturday, however, Wales kick off their uh, tournament against Canada. Apparently, according to WXVRugby.com, that's going to be live on S4C and ITVX. Excellent stuff. I'll be uh, tuning into that. The bad news, Mikey, is it's in Wellington. It's going to be on at four in the morning. I'll be tuning into that. At a later time in the day, maybe on catch up. I, I think that's what you're doing as live later in the day. Oh, good. But good I, stuff. I, I feel like Canada here have got a chance to be the New Zealand. So, what New Zealand are in the Rugby World Cup, Canada could be in the WXVs because yeah. everybody thinks they're sort of the kings of the world on their way down and then they could show up and. I, I think so. Smoking up and come a. So that's yep. going to be super interesting because I think Wales are meeting Canada on their way down, but they'll be up for this. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the phrase fallen giant maybe springs to mind. Yeah, but or, or maybe did, falling did, giant. Falling, yeah, yeah, not fallen, of course, yeah, falling. Yeah. But, you know, right off a team like that at your peril. I mean, everyone was writing off New Zealand New Zealand men's before this World Cup. Mm. And now, under the radar, <laughs> Do you remember when we thought Italy could beat them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what even were we? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, bunch know. of idiots. Eh? Yeah, who'd Worst say that? Worst rugby podcast I've ever listened to. Absolutely. Zero insight. <laughs> uh, then Saturday, the 28th of October, again, four in the morning in Dunedin. It's New Zealand, Wales. That would be a... Oh, that's another so tasty one, like, isn't it? That's, yeah. I mean, you can compare, I think, probably the women's teams better than the men's teams. Yeah. Maybe. I mean... Like, like the golf uh, seems maybe smaller. Maybe. Yeah. Again, oh. caveat, caveat with a maybe, like, but you, you but can't. Is, the thing about the gulf between England and Wales in the WXV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, but, but in, in the world, was it the World Cup or the Six Nations when they played in Cardiff? Oh, uh, yeah. Like it, for, for 40 minutes, it looked like it might be okay. And then. Yeah, yeah. then for the next 40, it was like, um, excuse me, ladies, let's, um, let's just up this gear. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah. They've, they've had a lot of time since then, sort of, and with more professional contracts, more time with the players mm. more opportunity to sort of condition them better plan better um and do all the necessary yeah. better which which no doubt has a lot of value it clearly does because even with the first few um contracts we've seen we've seen an yeah. amazing transformation in that short period of time i i think suddenly we're a serious team like pe- people like the, the the teams in this group would be looking at wales now going yeah. okay they can turn up they can they can do yeah. something we, we round we round things off then of Australia in Auckland on Friday the third of November. A little bit more sympathetic, six a.m. 
And then yeah, that's the end match. <laughs> and that's the but you know, Friday at six, up and ready for work, Mikey. Or yeah, it's fine. Do, doing your six AM club again. <laughs> that's yeah. the only six AM club I'm doing in the minute. Yeah. So uh yeah, we might uh well you never know, could be up and ready for uh for work that day. Um but that's it then, that's the end of the news. It's, it's free tests, um, no promotional relegation this year, from the mm-hmm. top tier at least. Um yeah, uh, I will say the WIU are actually putting out a lot of info on this, considering the oh, good. the men's World Cup is happening in uh, parallel. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, I mean, like it, it shouldn't be the way it is, but because we're out of the World Cup, maybe there'll be a few more yeah. hours. Like, the, the kickoff times aren't going to help, yeah, but the I'd fact that it's on two channels is is really good. Well, here's a bit of a conspiracy. Go on, Em. Did did Wales kick themselves in the pants? <laughs> Absolutely not. Just to put a bit of focus, <laughs> put a bit of focus on the women's team. That's, Why not? Uh, that's that's one of the worst conspiracy theories. Of it. Like the, 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 no. <laughs> it's theory until proven otherwise. Okay, I mean well, it's certainly like something. That, yeah. It's certainly something until proved otherwise. Anyway, but <laughs> right, um, yeah. So let's take a little break there. And when we come back, we'll do a brief preview of the URC action. This. Uh, we go. We come right back down to it from the giddy heights of a rugby world cup, back down to Friday night. Oh, Connaught versus you know zebra. Friday nights under the lights. Friday nights under the lights. <laughs> Let's have a bit of it in front, in front of eighteen hundred people. <laughs> Nobody knows who's playing. No, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll see it a bit. Tara. Tara. Welcome back, everyone. All right. As promised, it's time to talk about the impending United Rugby Championship season that's about to get underway. Um, Mikey, a little bit of news on that today, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of like it. You don't qualify for the Champions Cup by dint of topping your shield pool anymore. What are your thoughts on that? What's the point of it? Bragging <laughs> <Shield>. rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so funny enough, actually, um, your shield pools now will only be determined by games against your fellow regions. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, so Cardiff beating Connaught, it'll never happen. Um, doesn't um, <laughs> form part of the, that table anymore, which I, I, oh. I kind of like. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a, a positive bit. Um, it is nice in that sense then to have something that is unique to each country involved, all six of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and growing. Uh, so yeah, this week then um, we've got Carl. Let me get this right now. First Ooh, up, did you need have a bat? Do we nearly have a bat then? No, no, no. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what the order is. You, know, I'm trying to figure if this up or down and left or right. Yeah, it's it's left or right. Okay, first up, Saturday at three p.m. We've got Connaught hosting Ospreys. Uh, then at apparently five past three. Uh, Dragons uh, hosting Edinburgh. Mm. Uh, Cardiff have Benetton at the Arms Park at quarter past five on Saturday. And then Scarlet's bless them on Sunday are down in South Africa. <laughs> oh. Against the Bulls <laughs> at 2 p.m. Um, <laughs> we, we've all had all of our eyes on the World Cup, really. The international yeah. has gone on for a while now. Um Squads have chopped and changed, so I thought what it might be a good yeah. idea to do is have a look through each position in each of the team's squads and just have a little chat about who he thinks more stacked, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a look at the props first then, Mikey. 
Oh, oh, my favourite. Yeah, and I'm going to go Cardiff, Dragons, Osprey, Scarlets in that order, right? So east to uh, west then, yes? No, just alphabetical. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, my geography's shit. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've gone back, back on yourself. You took a wrong two and the end for you. Up. <laughs> so amongst the established names, then Cardiff have got uh, Domachowski, Aserati, and Kari, um, and then new faces, well, newish face in Will Davis King. We've seen a bit of him. Yeah. And then Kieran Parker and Reese Litterick coming in. And Dragons have do, 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 do. Aki Sayuli, Chris Coleman, Josh Reynolds, Liam Brown, Lloyd Fairbrother, Rodri Jones, and Rodrigo Martinez uh, from Argentina. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Get, get out of my, get out of my squad. <laughs> get, out of new, get out of Newport. Ospreys, Ben Warren, Cameron Jones, Ellis Fackrell, Gareth Thomas, Garen Phillips. That's a that's a name. Mm. Nicky Smith, Reese Henry, of course, Mikey. Lord and Saviour. Tom Bota. And then the Scarlets here. Uh, Harry O'Connor, Kemsey Mathias, Sam Rainwright, Samson Lee. Still about. How yeah. old would you think say Samson Lee is? 40. <laughs> 30. Bang on 30. He was born in the 90s. <laughs> no. Steph Thomas, Wynn Jones. Um. Of the lot, who, 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 who are you saying is most stacked at prop there, Mikey? In more recent times, I'd say probably Cardiff. Yeah, read of those names there. Yeah. I was sort of going, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. And then if you look sort of more... West and Scarlet would probably come in second with uh, Captain Lion Internationals, but not many of them. Hmm. Then I would probably not write off in third, but I'd, I'd say probably maybe the Ospreys are looking not far off the Scarlets. I'd be flipping a coin between them, really. I mean, Nicky Smith's in the Wales squad, um, Reese Henry's an incredible scrummager. Uh, Tom bought uh, much of the same ilk in, in terms of scrummaging. Mm. Um, and Gareth Phillips hasn't done a bad job when he's come on. They've got Gareth Thomas to come back from Wales as well. Yeah. And then, but I mean, you can't write off the Dragons either because there's some operators there who operate at a level required. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you take a look at Rodri Jones and, and Leon yeah. Brown, for example. Um, you know, they, they uh, injuries aside, aren't going to let you down. I, I need like, to, I, sorry, Mike. I need to shout out before we um, go too deep into this segment. Before I forget, all of these stats I found today on a website called All Dot Rugby, oh. and it's really good actually. So they've got, I'm because I was trying to compile this from the the team's own squad lists. Oh, good luck with that. They're not up to date, like no. Um, whereas, like looking at Cardiff's here, right? They've got the first squad plus also the academy squad. Is it? Oh, um, they done a deep dive in. Yeah, including um, dates of birth, place of birth, height, weight. Is it? Oh, uh, they Wikipedia the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah. Whether they're on a pro or an academy contract. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite a good little website. Oh, well, well done, them traps there. Yeah. Um, okay, well, if we... Did you have anything else to say on that, or should we jump into the hookers? Yeah, I was going to say, so, so last thing, just sort of to go back to the Dragons, because can't can't write them off, but they, they'll be competitive because they're, their backs will be up against the wall. Um, Chris Coleman and Josh Reynolds were doing a, doing a bit towards the end of last season. Hmm. 
and I think they players in them position like them in them positions gained a lot from the, the bits they had and they'd be exciting. I mean Chris, Chris Coleman was pushed himself to the front mm-hmm. uh, as a starting tight end late on last season, which was exciting to see. I mean, when he's competing against like Leon Brown and Lloyd Faber there. I mean, we didn't see a lot of Leon Brown and we still need to see more of him because he's got so much potential. But yeah. the older he's getting, the less the opportunities come, the the more of a shoulda, woulda, coulda situation it'll be. Yeah. Um, a little shout out then. So this this website also do um, a list of like academy players who might squish in this season. Yeah. So props for Cardiff. There's, there's Reese Barrett who's pushing for place 21 years old. Dragons, I tell you about there's some names on this Dragons Academy list. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of 18-year-old props, um, Alex Uimana and Morgan Williams. But I'm, I'm just scrolling through this, right? There's a hooker called Tomayaya Neudwendijk Adach. Now, man, alive. I mean, I wonder, good luck, good, good luck commentators. I, I wonder where his uh, parents, etc., are from. Because this is, this is a brilliant name. I, I love it. <laughs> I, 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 that's that's a fantastic name. Like I, I need to know more. Um, there's some great names actually. Shay Hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few boys I've noticed coming through the ranks there with uh, very very modern interpretations of uh, classic names, of course. Yeah, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a field day. This is brilliant. Like I love this. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> Ospreys. Um, they've got a 19 year old Alice Fackrell named in their um senior squad. Uh, a mm. prop that'll be addressing. He's a six one. And 116 kilograms, 18 stone three. Mm. That'll be a. I mean, across the, across the board. I mean, yeah, the, the the squads have been decimated, but not of their own doing. Mm. Um. So, as long as these boys get the chance to prove themselves, yeah, and not get turfed out to the first sign of of a hiccup. Which may all well it be may, may, may be all it is is, is a hiccup. I mean, but throughout the season they're going to look particularly. Mean, who would you send us to Africa? Yeah, right. Do you, do you know what I mean? Is, is it are you sending a bunch of kids down there just to take the hit yeah. and give them some exposure and some experience? It, it all does depend on where they are in the league at the time. And if you're pushing, let's say the Ospreys are pushing hard, no, you send a, as, as stacked as possible. Or I say the Ospreys, any of the regions, you you, you send as stacked as possible. But at the same time. Depending if they if they're on a, you know, a fortnight down there, which is great. Don't get me wrong, hmm. but like, how good would that be for a splinter cell squad to be down there, just plugging and pushing and with, with zero expectations? Yeah, really? yeah, definitely. Um, but if we sorry, if we move if we move on to uh to hookers, Mikey, I think it comes down to Scarlets and Ospreys because uh, down at the Scarlets you got Ken Owens, Ryan Elias, uh, Sean Evans. Ospreys then have got Sam Parry, Dewey Lake, and uh, Ethan Lewis. Like this, this each of those has got two, two fairly hookers. big names. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you look at the Dragons. You, you're talking, Jesus Christ, Bradley Roberts, Elliot D, Ellis Ship, and James Benjamin. Well, again, another two hookers there with were not yeah. mugs. I mean, I mean, I think we we've met before with Bradley Davis. Like you know, he should have been another one who was in the World Cup. Yeah, really. I mean, ahead of. Oh, we could say, you know, ahead of Elias. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not, yeah, it's all right not? now. Why not? Why not? Um, and yeah, and if we take a look at Cardiff, uh, according to this, it's Evan Daniel and Liam Belcher, but I'm, I'm sure that's missing somebody, so I'm going to look into that in the background real quick. Um, mm, yeah, I mean, but 
Belcher was captain the other day, so he must be. Um, oh, he's he's gonna be big for us this season. Yeah, he's, and it'd be good to see him come to the fore. He's not a big chap. I mean, we we we've been out to see a few Cardiff games, and he's he, he's not your 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 the stature of a of an Azarati or a, or um, a Domachowski or a Will Davis King even. Mm. But sometimes, I mean, I've played with with, with big hookers and s- small hookers in a rugby sense, mind you, listening in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's not caveat that there a minute. And I felt much more comfortable scrummaging with a hooker that was like four foot and a fart than I did with someone who was more 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 my own dap and taller. Yeah, on the he, basis. On a technicality of like you can get lower and mm. you're more comfortable and you can look at the opposing scrum and, and and you know what goes to their mind. How the hell are we going to get down here to compete with that? Yeah, he's um he runs his weight as well. I think definitely punches his weight. Um, oh, Evan, God, yes. Evan Lloyd in the academy, so we might be struggling for top quality hookers, but uh, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Onto the locks, but let's um. Start with Cardiff then. So Tamani Thornton, Seb Davis, but interestingly, Shane Lewis Hughes has been playing mm. there. Is uh, that yeah. more of a matter of circumstance because uh, Tamani's been unavailable? Potentially. I mean, the other thing is um, Josh Turnbull has done a couple of shifts there. Oh, at, yeah. At, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, just like Wales were in the uh, in the World Cup, we really seem quite liked on locks, but. Um, I'm just yeah. quickly checking the academy boys. Uh but yeah, nobody nobody coming through there. Haven't they sent um a second row back to the dragons? Um well it's just was it, was it Max or Ben who was it? From Ben Carter, was it? Are you are you thinking the Screech? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scree- Screech actually then decided he's gonna sign four dragons, which I think is a good fit. Uh so yeah, yeah good little segue there. Solid bunch down of the Dragons, I think. Mm. Carter, Not, Joe Davis, Matthew Screech, and Sean Lonsdale. Oh, John, Joe Davis never puts out a bad game. They're, they're not going to be away with Wales very much. No. Um, but, the, you know, Ben Carter's been mixing it. Matthew Screech, yeah. again, doesn't let people down. He's uh, no. And he seems to like his rugby down at Dragons. Yeah, they. that's a that's a solid set there. Like, you you, you really are picking, picking the bones over who, who gets mm. the nod because they're all operating at a at the composite level and, and George not playing a bit in the back row as well, which gives us another jumping option if that's what they're looking for. Yeah. And uh, if we look at the Ospreys real quick, um, similarly solid, I think, I mean, Adam Beard aside, who is a test lion, uh, I think. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, Hugh Sutton, Jack Regan, uh, James Fender, uh, James Ratty, has gone back to the Ospreys, the bastard. And, uh, <laughs> and Reese Davis. Yeah. Reese Davis, I think was often in trauma from a Wales world cup spot. And yeah. um, I like the look of Hugh Sutton coming through as well. He was putting some shifts in uh, when when he was called upon. Yeah, not the first time you've mentioned him on this uh, pod. No, and I I think there's a lot of his ceiling is very high, and he's um he's definitely one to push on this season. And whether he's capable right now mm. would remain to be seen, but I think he is certainly up there for 2027. Yeah, and onto our friends down west, and they're looking at Alex Craig, Jack Price, Morgan Jones, Sam Lucy, Tane Plumtree. They've got as a lock, but we don't see. And uh, via Fafita, now probably not as stacked as they'd like down west. No, no, I don't agree with that. Um, not nothing uh, other than uh, Sam Lucy, via Fafita. Nothing's 
yeah. jumping out, but via Fafita is a backward operator. Yeah, much in yeah, the way I, I think. So this is yeah. Team Plum Three will. I'm excited to see how he goes. I'm less excited, but more intrigued. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. He's, it, it's so it for me that he's cap already. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, just to add as well. Sorry, they've got Teddy Williams down his back row, but uh, he's a lock. In he's my a books, lock uh, yeah. over a Cardiff, and I, I'm actually expecting a big season from Teddy. He's a he's a beefy young man. I think he's gonna... yeah, yeah. Again, sort of like um, he could be leading the charge. Find him a second row partner. I I. It wouldn't surprise me if in one of the lesser games he's made captain for a day. Yeah, that sort of level, I think. Yeah, I, I, okay. W- watch out for t- yeah. Really, I really think so. Yeah, he's 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 got something, hasn't he? There's there's mm. something about him which which looks like he's he's got something. Whether mm. it's a cold or whether it's the answers to the quiz questions, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he's uh, he does look look the part, but. You can you can look at all you want. Uh, it's performing the part, which yeah. is uh, important as well. Now, despite everything that's happened, let me just read you Cardiff's lists of back row players we still somehow have on our books. <laughs> <laughs> Ellis Jenkins, James Botham, Josh Turnbull, Shane Lewis Hughes, Talupe Falato, Tom Young, uh, Alex Mann, Evan Lloyd, Gwilym Bradley, Lucas Dillarua, and Mackenzie Martin. This, <laughs> Those it... last few in particular watch out for them this year it's, it's an embarrassment of riches like I mean you, you you could quite conceivably be looking at a back row of Falatau um, Tom Young and uh, James Botham sort of thing and uh, what yeah. was the other interesting name on it Ellis Jenkins I mean with Ellis Jenkins coming off the bench for example like yeah. do, you, do you know what I mean like you, you lose nothing across the board eh as long as Ellis can get to like some sort of semblance of fitness, because uh, like he's not twenty eighteen oh, Ellis Jenkins off. anymore, but uh, or twenty seventeen, like I can't remember his injury was. No, knee knee off back of the scrum, wasn't it? Yeah, um, was was that before? Just, was that before the last World Cup? It was definitely in an Under Armour year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might bloody well have been. Jesus Christ. And they've stuck yeah. with him, to be fair, and and yeah. they've really stood by Ellis Jenkins there, to be fair. Mm. And um, I think he, when he's had the opportunity, he's paid it back, paid it back only, in spades. He's, o- he's only thirty as well, so hopefully, you know, four or five solid years at a club. Yeah, I don't yeah. see him getting yeah. much more in the way of caps. And unless... I wouldn't have thought so, especially with the way we're trying to. I think now we're going all the way on rebuilding. Yeah, it, you know, see Cheney was playing a bit in the back in the, in the second row, but like mm. there's another one there. Like you've got both of them, Lewis Hughes, Tom yeah. Young, Falatau. You know, Tom um, Young's older than Ellis Jenkins. Get away. He plays <laughs> yeah. like he's five years his junior. I know. Why? Yeah, the, the energy of a 21-year-old. Yeah, he's uh, just over a year older, according to this. That's wild. Dragons back rows, man. Again, like not too bad at all. Aaron Wainwright, Dan Lydia, George Young, Harry Keddy, Ollie Griffiths, Tane Basham. Um, is plenty of names. Oh yeah, I mean in the uh, uh, in the academy as well. But those guys, I mean, you're doing it right there. Uh, you see a lot of them dotting around as well. They they're all mixing it up apart from Wainwright, of course. Like mm. Tane Basham in, as well. Sorry, yeah, sticking um, uh, Wainwright's Dar Young is uh, Dar Young Dar, um Flan. Flanagan is um, 
coming around, I think, to the idea of Wainwright playing more eight. Uh, that's certainly what what he was looking like last going off last season. Whether that's still in his frame of mind, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, six eight and the rest of them: Harry Keddy, Ollie Griffiths, Tane Basham. They've all been dotting around six, seven, and eight, which is encouraging to know that they're all getting around the back row and can can cover off a lot of different things when it's called upon them. Which I I care. It's mm. nice to have that ability to sort of have adequate cover. But I know, like I said before, like you know, become a master of one of them and then be great at another one. But yeah. The coaches have their own outlooks on that, and who are we to influence that? Yeah, there's there's got to be something in the sort of diet that they feed in school kids along the M4 corridor in Wales because <laughs> we move on to the Ospreys, and the back row situation is no different. Harry Deves, Jack Morgan, Justin Tipperick, Morgan Morris, Tristan Davis, and Will Griffiths. Oh, and a guy called Will Hickey, uh, Irish flag next to his name. So I don't know if he was born in Ireland, maybe. Yeah, um, I think he was brought over from, I, I want to say Connaught, maybe. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, again, like, you know, you get Jack Morgan, Tipperick, and Morgan Morris on the oh pitch at God. the same time with Harry Deves coming off the bench. That's, and, you know, or, or even Reese Davis playing blindside instead of. Uh... <laughs> Stick to the road, Reese Davis. Make, you, make, make it make it what you got at. Yeah. But, yeah, right. Okay. So you go back there and say <clears throat> Tipperick and Morgan and Morgan Morris. Yeah. Or you put in six. Uh, see, these days, maybe if Tipperick's lost a yard, maybe stick him over at six, actually. Mm, I, I would go the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've seen him play, we've seen Jack Morgan play six on the weekend. Mm. I, and when we mentioned playing with numbers, with numbers on your back last week's pod, yeah, I didn't realize we'd actually make that happen in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a point. They haven't got bloody Morgan Morse on this list. Um, another up and coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Morgan Morse and Morgan Morris in the back row with Jack Morgan is going to be confusing for everybody. God, I'm trying to be a, co- trying to be a commentator on that day. I can't wait. Like, yeah, you could have that. You could have a beef and both of them and bash them at, at, uh, at, you know. um, like a bag of M&M's. Eh? <laughs> I mean, they had the, the killer bees in uh, John Barkley, Johnny Beatty, and. Um, Oh, there was another one up in Scotland, wasn't it? And they yeah. called it the John. Was it John Barkley, Johnny Beatty, and oh uh, yeah, I, I can't uh, remember. Now. Who, was other, who was the other one? Barkley, there were three Beattie of them. And and, yeah, no, I do they, remember this. The first one was the uh, Killer Bees, which was uh, which was great fun. Like, but um, yeah, what are they going to call them? M and M's. I like it. M and M's. Bag of M and M's. Onto the Scarlets, then maybe it feels like on balance a slight dip. I mean, we've talked about. Um, some locks who can cover back row there. I mean, to me, yeah, I think actually a few of those locks are covering back row, but out and out back rows, you've got Karen Tupilotu, Dan Davis, Josh McLeod, um, and then from the academy, Ben Williams, Ewan Shenton, Luca Giannini. I'm sure we've come across him last season. Potentially. Yeah, Teddy but... Leverbarrow and Will Placis. It, it, there's a back row there, isn't it? You can mm. quite see it stands up with... Um... Uh, Caro into a plot with eight and uh, Dan David seven, the Dan Davis seven, and uh, mm. McLeod at six. Is that why you play it? But yeah. um, it's not lighting me up. Yeah, Dan Davis it, does on an yeah. individual basis, but um, it's not. I mean, you put that up against a Tubrick, Morgan, 
mm. and uh, Morris back row, and or even anything the Dragons can put together, or with what the Blues got, and I think the Scarlets fall short there. Yeah, yeah. I I hope Biz is listening. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you hear the bell then? Did it come through? Oh, did I? I didn't hear it come through. Do you want to? Do you want to go back and put well, it in? I, I, I'm going to do a little. See if you can hear the bell. Hang on. No. See, that is some obscene noise cancellation. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll edit it in uh, later on. But yeah, you, you, you got that was a strike one right there. Yeah. Oh, um, season, hasn't, season hasn't kicked off. Yeah, the ball haven't left the ground. I know, innit? Um, yeah, but I think I agree. I think there's a little bit of a step down, maybe. I'm looking at the stats here. Carwin Tui Palatu, man. Uh, he's got to sort of really break through at some point because, yeah, look, looking at this, he's uh, six foot two and 19 stone 10. Like, he's the he's a package, he's got the raw materials. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him run his weight. Um, no. And to be fair, a lot of the one-eyed Scarlet's fans as well so weirdly agree. Hoping for a breakout season there. <laughs> one-eyed Scarlet's fans. <laughs> uh, right, onto the nines, but onto the nines. So Cardiff have had to make some sign-ins. Um, they brought in Matthew Aubrey uh, to compliment Thomas Williams, Jamie Hill, Ellis Bevan. I mean, outside, sorry, during international windows, we're really going to be relying on Bev- Bevan and Hill. Um, there's a lot of promise with Hill. Uh, just has been sort of, well, injury prone over the last few years. Not the biggest guy, 5'10", 80 kilos, you know. That's stature for a scrum half, really, isn't it? Yeah. Looking at uh, Dragons, they got Blacker, Bertrano, Lewis Jones, and Rodri Williams. So some reasonable depth there, really. In- interested to see how Blacker goes, eh? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, back, I'm back, back to the... Um... The Cardiff, you had another one then. <laughs> um, I, I'm interested to see how I see how Matthew Aubrey goes as well. So I think um, mm. he'll force his way in some way. I think we'll see. We will see. Um, Ospreys are looking fairly, fairly weak. Cam Jones, Luke Davis, Ruben Morgan Williams. Ruben Morgan Williams is definitely one to, to watch. He'll mm. be the next cab off the rank I think um, I think going forward it'll be between him and um, Dane Blacker he's uh, tw- 25 does... now yeah yeah I, I feel like I'd like to have seen something you know something a bit more yeah, by this point but by this point like you would expected him to be in or around the squad but mm. I mean if he gets a fair old crack I mean I think the time is is now for it yeah yeah, and onto the Scarlets then. I mean, I think arguably the most stacked with uh, Kieran Hardy, Gareth Davis, uh, Evan Jones and Archie Hughes. I mean, Davis and Hardy going to be leading the charge, right? And if yeah. if Scarlets get Wales versus Australia, Gareth Davis back, even for, for a season. <laughs> like, uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, I'm going to try to isolate that noise. And that, like, it's just, nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No, I think he's at it. He's, he's peaked now, and I, I'm not sure if he's got another four-year cycle in him. Yeah. I don't think we'll see a World Cup Gareth Davis ever more. Yeah, I, I think I think you might be right. Um, 
Under Cardiff's fly half, son. Uh, so we've signed t- uh, team. I know I'll never get this right. Tynus de Beer. Uh, it could be Tinus, but I'm going with Tynus de Beer. Or Tin of de Beer. Yeah, Tinny of Beer. Um, apparently, was really quite impressive in preseason, um, along with Arwell Watt Robson, who seems super excited. I imagine Ben Thomas will do a little bit of time there, but no, no worldies on paper just yet. And like, if you could, you, you, that's a common thing that that broad strokes across the mm. whole set of regions. I mean, one or two who stick their head above the parapet. Like, um, I think they're going to be squad efforts this year. This, yeah. this, yeah. this next cycle, at least, I think that the least. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this um, how kind of beer goes, and. Um, <laughs> And Arwell Robson as well. He's um, returned from was it Pirates or Jersey? He was one one of the championship t- sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how he goes. He's he's a he's a Welsh fly off with potentially mm. ambitions. I mean, yeah. you know, is any Welsh player um, content with playing in Wales and and not turning the heads of the coaching staff of the national team? Yeah, I I don't see the. I don't see national selection, um, but you know he's, he's 26. I feel like maybe he'd have been there by now, but yeah, who knows, man? We've, we're running short and fly halves in, uh, in Wales. Yeah, I mean they, they're not necessarily um, been in in the shop window. Now they're mm. in the shop window of Welsh rugby in Wales, which is some would suggest the best place to be to catch the eye. We'll certainly see over at uh, Dragonsville. We're looking at Angus O'Brien, Kai Evans, and Will Reed. Quite like the look of Will Reed. Yeah, Shaping. yeah. When he's had his opportunities, and and Angus has never let a team down when he's played, whether yeah. it be it for the Dragons or Scarlets. I'm a massive fan of Angus. Yeah, Osprey's really. Um, I think it's not like it used to be. Uh, no, Anscombe's going to be a big miss. Uh, Owen Williams, Luke Scully, and Jack Walsh and Dan Edwards. I mean. It's the stuff between Jack Walsh and um, yeah. Owen Williams, really, and um, which is great. Owen Williams, I think, has brought some has brought some massive steer. I like the... him. I, I really do. Yeah, and I think he's maybe gained a bit of steer off um, outgoing Stephen Myler. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Christ, he could have one more season, Stephen. Just one more. One more. Just <laughs> a plus. Plus one. Plus one. Please, yeah. just for the fans. For the fans. So um, Scarlets have got Costello and Dan Jones down as their fly halves. So I, I, you'd oh, argue maybe you know, Owen Lloyd is... Yeah, yeah he's covering at least, isn't he? Yeah. Um, is, I'm just checking you, that there's a, you, there's you, a Charlie Titcombe at fly half as well, who did get game time in preseason, if I recall correctly. Did he? Yeah. Um, I, I, didn't, I can't remember watching the game, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I seem to recognise the name. Anyway, it's fairly distinctive. If we don't mind tracking back a couple of yards. I mean, Sorry, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe towards Dragons HQ yep. down there at the old uh, Rodney Parade. Jack Lloyd had been training with the Dragons. As you know. Yeah. Playing for Newport. There's another 10 there or thereabout. That's an interesting one. He, was, he hasn't been directly signed by the Dragons per se. Mm-hmm. How been signed to, to, the, to Newport. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's completely passed me by that. Mm, I'm not. Um, I'm calling he's, he'll have some game time at ten for the Dragons. Oh, quite possible. And I don't. And I don't think it's even going to be in a situation where they're struggling, where with injuries. I think it's going to be an out and out look. Dai's not going to let that one go. And um, 
and they also run into Kai Evans at ten as well. Yeah. Or they run in Kai Evans at fullback. Okay. Okay. I I like to see him slip because they looking at this squad. They, they if they're going to run both Kai Evans and um, Angus at ten, uh, they got four. They're going to have to put one of them at fullback. Yeah. Okay, and I think I think we do the rest of the backs as a sort of block, just because um, there's there's a lot of sort of to and fro and about utility backs, etc. So we just sort of do outside backs as a on mass. Um, so if we take a look at Cardiff, uh, Millard, Grady, Max Clark on loan, uh, Ray Lilo, Josh Adams, Owen Lane, Theo Cabango, Alid Summerhill, and Matthew Morgan. But also, and you're missing and, and you're missing Willis Hallahollo. Well, it's, it seems like. Max Clark on loan for a month does suggest that to Wills, you know, if you stay fit for a month, you're in. Is is it just a month then? Yeah. Yes, yeah, one month loan. Oh. And then right. quite exciting to get a look at uh, Jacob Beetham and Cam Winnett as well. Um, I think yeah. they'll be important this season and yeah. they're the 20 and 22. So you're looking for a breakthrough there. Uh, Owen Lane for me has never let a side down. Oh, I love him. At yeah. all. And, and Cabango, he's got some bang about him. Bang, Sweet. bang, kabang, sort of thing. It's it's a real shame that Lane gets injured as often as he does, because, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And, oh, uh, uh, Millard as well, man. He was looking rapid when he came on last season and yeah. then pulled his hammy, scoring a try. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm hoping it goes well from this year. Um, on to the Dragons, Anaira Owen, Jack Dixon, Theo Tompkinson, Steph Hughes, Ashen Hewitt. Got some quality here. Corey Baldwin, Jared Rosser, Rio Dyer, David Richards, and Jordan Williams. I mean, on this... paper, he looks, he looks great. You, you, you can certainly get um, five players out of that who won't let... Oh, definitely. And they've been around a long time together Yeah, as a, yeah. As, as a dragon. So I think, you know, you, you want the dragons to, to, to function and and it just... You wish, wish for, nothing, for nothing more than to, to click and gel and function and, and start turning heads. Yeah. And all things being equal, um, I should imagine they get Max Clark back yeah. fairly soon as well. He, he did a fair old job last season as well. Yeah. Uh, Ospreys then. Um, Don Morris, Kieran Williams, your boy. Owen Watkin. Mm. God, I keep forgetting about Watkin. Could make the next World Cup, 27 years old. He's, I think so. he's a big, strong boy. I like him. Yeah. I think he works very well with Kieran Williams. They're yeah. both of a similar ilk, of yeah. a similar ilk as players. Um, during the Six Nations, or, or was it, yeah, um, Watch, watching them both play together, particularly in one game, springs to mind. They were, they were, they were connected by something different. Like they were, some sort of like I don't know, Bluetooth or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> um, Kieran's only a year younger than Owen Watkins, as well. Is he? Yeah, which is I find quite interesting. I I, I like Kieran Williams. He's much younger. I this. He's uh, twenty six. Is he? Um, yeah. Moving out a little bit, you've got Tom Florence, Alex Cuthbert, George North, of course, mm. the brilliantly named Harry Houston. Love that. Keelan Giles, Luke Morgan, Toby Fricker, not come across him. Uh, yeah. 28 years old. He seems to have been around for a while. wonder what the story is there. I'm going to have a quick look. Yes, in Hopkins, Matt Provero, of course, and uh, Max Nagy. Yeah, I think um, Provero, um, Nagy, mm. uh, who's a trap you mentioned before? Uh, before Nagy, Provero. No, a bit before that. Giles, before that. Giles no. Morgan, North, Cuthbert. Keep going up towards the foot. Hopkins. Yes, yeah, Hopkins. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he's um he looked pretty sharp coming on the end of last season as a fullback. And um yeah. I think it's some life in him. And Nagy's done a decent job as well. Mm-hmm. So um I think they're developing a bit of something there. 
And they've, um, they've brought this uh, Toby Fricker across from Bristol Bears, by looks of it. He's born in Wales, uh, so that's interesting. He's probably where signings have gone, isn't it? They've gone looking yeah. for Welsh qualified players. I mean, it's um, it's a waste of money, I think, right now to have anyone who's not. Yeah, but I, I think all three of those regions so far could definitely put together, you know, decent backlines, each with oh, their yeah. own sorts of strengths. And competitive as well. Like, and um, I mean, you'll just, just potentially sort of play with an Osprey's backline, but they I mean, like, you've mm. got, I mean, put this in the in the group the other day, like Watford, George North, right now. Where is he? What is he? Yeah, uh, uh, is he a winger? Is he a is he a centre? Like, but he's a, he's a thirteen. I think he's I think he's nothing but a thirteen now. Mm, well, you could quite conceivably see a back line in the Ospreys. I mean, there was that difference with with the Ospreys picking him on the wing and Wales picking him in the centre. Mm, you mm. could quite conceivably see a back line going uh, Cuthbert, Kieran Williams, Owen Watkin, and George North. I wow. think for the URC it would work. Um, but yeah, international time now, I think he's he's cocked at, at wing. Yeah. And finally then, uh, the Scarlets, outside backs. Uh, we've talked about Johan Lloyd already, who's down as a centre. Uh, then you've got Johan Nicholas, Joe Roberts, Johnny Williams. Hope he doesn't get injuries this season. He could do with a good run. Uh, the ghost of Jonathan Davis still knocking about. <laughs> Scott Williams as well, look. Yeah. Uh, Johnny McNichol. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting on those three, but... Yeah, they should be okay for this league. I mean, uh, and then uh, another one of your boys, Ryan Convier. Oh, uh, Steph Evans, Tom Rogers, and uh, Tommy Lewis. Yeah, there's there's a backline there who could who could call on some call on their ancestry to uh on on their ancestors to to, to guide them through a game. But um, there's like a lot of good names you would expect to perform. Yeah, but will they? Can they? I mean, you'd like to think. Foxy's still got in him to do a job for the Scarlets. And could he force himself back in? Scott yeah. Williams, I think that boat has gone. Yeah, don't really. totally. Uh, Johnny Williams is is there or thereabout. Um, Joe Roberts and all. Yeah. He's definitely one to look forward to. Um, Conbia, yeah, guess what you want every day. Steph Evans needs to... Um, shape up really yeah. it always looks like it's someone else's fault when he makes a mistake yeah no i know what you mean i know what you mean okay mikey um we've got three minutes left mm. so i would like you to put those uh sides in the order you think they're going to finish oh. from oh. top to bottom three minutes go pressure that um you can tell the... you can tell that like i'm the back with the sense of urgency and Mikey's the forward of the oh this is something think about this just slow this down slow it down boys let's have a breather quick God, let's catch it, up, up alright yes yeah, it's just two, 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 30 seconds of just dithering now god um, I think each each team have, have got depth within their own merits mm-hmm. um, the question of head and heart heart wants to see dragons do special things mm-hmm. um, head Probably thinks Cardiff are going to have a real good shot at it. Okay. Um, without discounting the Ospreys, who like you just rattle through the squad there, and you know potential probably the strongest back line bar a ten and nine, ten, fifteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, with Owen Watkin there and uh, Ruben Morgan Williams, I, I think that's a a back line that can be that can match anything, any and anything the regions can put together, even if. Cardiff do manage to find to accommodate um, Willis Halholo. Um mm-hmm. and then like I said the, the ghost of a few Scarlet's players um, and I, particularly John Davis and um, Scott Williams uh, great guns with Joe Roberts and 
Johnny Williams. But um, if I had to put a put a put something to it, I'd, I'd say probably Cardiff, then Ospreys, but not by a lot. And then you're dusting off between the bottom two of the Scarlets and Dragons, not necessarily in that order. Fair enough. And I, there's not much between them, but I, the gulf I, between two and three isn't massive either, but it's there. I, I see a completely different. I'm, I'm thinking Ospreys and Scarlets for one and two in some shape no or form, and then Dragons Cardiff for three and four. Really? Yeah, right. But we've got to leave it there. The clock's beating us. I'm going to quickly do the admin and say thank you for listening. Get in touch with us on Twitter. We are at FL Rugby Pod. He's at Mikey S. Harris. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. Our friend Ed is at Eddie Rugby, E double D double Y. Tell your friends, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Ta ra. Ta ra.